I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Um, today, we have a very special guest, David Perret. David is an active duty Marine. Uh, he devotes his free time to teaching service members and veterans how to build wealth through real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and personal finance. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today, David. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, Jason, thank you for very much for having me on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and and just uh, I'll, this probably goes without saying, but, but thank you for your service. I, I appreciate um, what the military does for our country. And what I would love is if you would kind of essentially take us through your story and, and honestly start wherever you like, you know, if that's even before you join the military, tell us whatever you want to tell us about your story and, um, and we can relate it to real estate or we can just kind of talk about mindset and values, whatever, wherever it takes us. Well, I was uh, conceived in the back of a pickup truck in Yosemite National Park. It's actually a pretty cool story. <laughs> I thought what's even funnier about that, I, I literally only brought that up because I thought it'd be an interesting start. But uh, I actually found out about that at the first time I ever brought a girlfriend over for dinner. That was the conversation. So um, not awkward at all. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it, it says something about your parents' uh, ability to lighten the mood, I suppose. I suppose so. Yeah. So uh, no. So in all seriousness, I joined the Marine Corps in 2008 because I... I mean, normal reasons, right? I, I was in Arkansas. I didn't want to be in Arkansas anymore. I didn't know what I wanted to study for school. I didn't have money for school if I wanted to go to school. And I was like, Marine Corps, that's an adventure and travel and I get paid for it. So that'll be awesome. And then I get free college. And so I joined, I think I was gonna do four years and then go to school. And then I still didn't know what I wanted to study. And I was like, college sounds boring. Uh, I got to do a deployment. And so I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm gonna stay in. Um, and I tried a couple other exciting things in my career and uh, ended up stuck on recruiting duty, which has its own excitement. It's, it's sales and all of that, but uh, not exactly where you want to be if you're a Marine who stuck around because you enjoyed combat. So uh, it was, you know, it's ups and downs, but it was on recruiting duty that someone handed me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and told me like, you should read this. And I remember telling them, nah, I don't really read. And they were like, okay, well, then you should just listen to it while you drive because you have tons of time in the car as a recruiter. I was like, okay, fine. You know what? Yeah, I'll listen to it. And so I listened to this book. Within a few months, I was so sold on uh, real estate investing that I got into, uh, I bought a duplex, I house hacked. So I lived in one half of the duplex and I rented the other half of the duplex to cover most of my expenses. Um, it was just kind of like the stars aligned. I didn't really have money for the down payment and my Harley got totaled. So the insurance money from that was my down payment. And then uh, I was in an apartment, but the apartment lease was coming up in December. And I was like, well, I can buy this house for almost the same amount every month, but somebody else would be paying part of the mortgage. It just kind of lined up perfectly. And so I kind of just jumped in. Um, I don't know how far you want me to progress through the real estate story or if I should halt and we should chat for a bit, but that was the first step into, oh, wow, somebody else can pay me to really <laughs> yeah. own something. 
it does seem like uh, a lot of people sort of accidentally fall into real estate maybe uh and and it's it's almost like okay maybe that happens accidentally to some people and then probably some people leave it at that but then some people find that that light bulb moment where hey wait a minute just like you said now someone else is paying my mortgage for me and so okay what <laughs> you know so that that sparks something and obviously it sparked something in you so where did uh where did you kind of take it from there yeah well if you fast forward five and a half years uh i took it i guess it, it seems like i took it a decent way i'm uh transitioning out of the military now going into the reserves and taking it full time uh just shy of a hundred rental units including a hotel three small apartments and some single families and duplexes um just kind of a long, a long, a long roll or a slow roll or however you want to say it. But uh, yeah, I bought that duplex and I started saving money up for the next one because I got the itch. So I started reading and about two years later, I bought a 10 unit. And then from there, I bought a small portfolio duplex and two single family or duplex and three single families, sold one of the single families, bought another duplex, just kind of back and forth for a little bit. And then about I think it's about nine months ago, I really started doing my own marketing for deals and really starting to find my own stuff like directly from the seller instead of on the market. Uh, and that afforded me the opportunity to buy, uh, well, for one, bigger deals. We bought two apartments, a single family and a hotel in one deal from a gentleman, um, but also to kind of flip properties to other investors. So I started doing some wholesaling with deals that I wasn't personally going to take down. And yeah, uh, in about two months, I'll officially be in the reserves instead of active duty. And uh, I guess that's kind of, oh, and then, I mean, somewhere, somewhere through that in 2018, I believe I, I decided I was going to start just documenting what I was doing, right. Talking on Facebook, talking about real estate through my, I started a blog. I didn't know anything about writing. I didn't know anything about YouTube. I didn't know anything about anything content. Uh, now I have a platform with, uh, I don't even know, 50, 60,000 people around yeah, probably more than that um yeah probably like sixty thousand people floating around on the internet now that are following the military millionaire journey and i try to help service members learn how to use their va loan to get into houses that actually make sense and will actually help them build wealth rather than uh just you know buying a really nice house in a gated community that you can't afford the mortgage on once you move out right yeah i mean that's uh quite an impressive journey and, and a lot to unpack there too i think one of the things I've noticed, um, you know, as you're, and this was true for me and, and maybe true for other people as they're beginning their, their real estate journey, I've noticed there's a lot of advice out there, right? Wherever you look, it's, it, there's advice to, you know, you should focus on one specific area, definitely niche down, you know, there's all kinds of, of different ways to approach it. And I, and maybe that's the beauty of it is that there are all kinds of different ways to approach it, but um, it sounds like you have maybe sort of a, a, a variety of things within your portfolio. So I think to me, that means being opportunistic and it's, it's maybe similar to how, how I feel about real estate, but I wondered if you could maybe dive into how some of that came about. Cause you know, the first one is the first one. It's kind of like everybody needs to get started, but then, I mean, you've got a hotel in there. there there's a lot of different things that, that I would say, some of the people giving out advice might say, oh, you can't, you can't do all of the different things, right? You have to pick one and, and get good at that one. But what, what's your take on that? Yeah, 
I agree. I hear that all the time, right? You got to get really good at this one thing. Um, and I would argue that I've done that. But what I've done is the one thing that I chose is instead of single family houses, for example, I chose buy and hold real estate. So instead of saying, I am going to master, you know, a single family buy and hold, I just said, I'm going to master buy and hold. And I don't really give a crap what that is, right. as long as it can be held and it makes me more money than it costs me. <laughs> um, and so like the 10 unit, I totally stumbled across that. I was actually, I wrote a bunch of letters by hand, which was stupid. I don't recommend that at all. Now I, I use ballpoint marketing for everything. They're not, I guess I can't say they don't pay me to say that. They're not paying me to say that right now. I don't know. Um, I ran, I <laughs> ran some commercials. sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I ran, I recently ran some commercials with them um, because I, I, they have made me so much money this year because I was handwriting letters that <laughs> took, I mean, the amount of pain and misery and sorrow and tears that goes into writing your own letters. And, you know, so they look handwritten and they take like a click of a button and they show up at your house and you stick them in the mailbox. It's great. Uh, so I was able to scale that, but at the time I was still handwriting letters and uh, this guy called me and was like, I don't want to sell you my duplex, which is what I was looking for. Um, but he, he's like, I have a 10 unit and I was in no way ready for a 10 unit and I didn't have the down payment for it, but because he was eager to sell and I was willing to ask a bunch of questions, um, he was able to seller finance part of the down payment. So I didn't have to come out of pocket very much. Um, and I had some friends around me who were much more successful in real estate who I was like, okay, what do you guys think? Like, is this stupid? Can I do this? You know, whatever. And so having the right friends to tell me like, no, you've got this. That looks good. Go for it. And then having the seller able to work with me a little bit really made that possible, but it was super nerve wracking. Um, and then actually after that happened, I got super cocky and went after something I shouldn't have. And it fell apart. And like three years later, we're still kind of in a lawsuit about, like what happened with the lease option and who gets the down payment back and all this other stuff. So that was kind of a mess. Um, so then I went back to like the, okay, well, I'll buy single families and duplexes. I'll pull back. I was thinking too big. Um, so I started doing, again, it comes back to ballpoint. I started using that system to really start doing more mailers. Cause I sent out like, I don't know, probably 3000 mailers, maybe four. And I got some deals back and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. So I sent like another three or 4,000 mailers out. And then this guy calls me one day and he was basically like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to sell yada, yada. Uh, so I, I just kind of put him, I put him on my, luckily on my CRM on like a drip campaign so that I just kind of automatically followed up with him every couple of weeks. And one day he calls me and he's like, all right, I'm interested to sell, but I don't know how serious you are. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I told him what I do. I showed him my website, whatever. And he thought I was at least serious enough to talk to, um, and he owned the hotel, two apartments, and a single family house, the single family being what I sent him the letter for. And he was just looking to retire, move to Florida. And so like, I wasn't looking for a hotel. I wasn't out looking for the apartments, although I would have liked to have found the apartments, but I was looking for the single family house. It just happened. The guy had everything else. And I think the word opportunistic, uh, it's like everything just kind of snowballed in together because I got an offer to sell the 10 unit, which ended up falling apart, but I got to refinance it. Um, and I literally took money from the 10 unit that had just been appreciation over the last four years, and rolled it into this hotel. And the hotel is a whole different beast because that's a full business with like seven employees. And, um, but it's still, you know, in theory, buy and hold real estate. It's just short term versus long term. But um, 
you know, I tried house flipping a couple times. I had one go successful with a partner in Hawaii, had one not go so successful on my own in Missouri. Um, I just, the, the buy and hold game is just so much easier than I, I do some wholesaling and wholesaling on the side. Just, you know, I figure I can only buy so many houses a month. So what I do is, you know, I figure, okay, if I can, I'll like wholesale three deals and then that'll be the money for me to buy the fourth one. So I just kind of put a bunch of marketing out there and I will buy one and sell the rest and <laughs> try to balance it out as I grow. So, uh, I don't know if that answered your question too much. Long story short, I just buy a, a bunch of crap I can hold on to forever if it makes me money. Yeah, right. So it, I mean, it's your your niche is find a good deal and and kind of make it work, right? So and yeah. I think that's uh, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think sometimes pe people maybe get a little bit too specific, and and I guess maybe if you're you know scaling to the point of having a huge company, it's probably easier to do that in one particular area but I, I still think you know being being opportunistic and finding the good deals is is great I, I i actually um like that you touched on kind of the ballpoint marketing and things like that and because i think that provides a little bit of value to people listening in terms of some of the strategies that you use to find these deals so so great there's a company that makes it so your hand doesn't hurt because you're writing all <laughs> of these letters yourself but obviously you 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 have uh you have to have a way to find where you're going to send all of the letters and stuff. So what are you, I guess, first of all, where are you located and, and where are you investing? Uh, I am located in Southwest Missouri and I just moved back here actually from San Diego, uh, which is my last duty station. And yeah, I just, I invest here locally. Um, there's nothing special about this market. In fact, it's probably got too high a crime rate for most people, but uh, I was stationed here as a recruiter. I bought my first house here that forced me to find a property manager. I met my wife here. So it was kind of like, okay, I've got family here. My wife has family here. She likes it here. Oh, and I have a property manager at a team. I might as well just stay in one place for a while. Um, and that was kind of the reason I stuck with this market. It's cheap. It's got its share of wonderful problems like every other market, but it's got some good stuff too. So it's yeah, that makes slow sense. and slow and consistent market. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I mean, if you're you're cash flowing and you're making making some money on your uh, your buy and hold, then I mean it makes total sense. And so, so you're mar you're marketing locally. You're sending out your mailers locally. Are you doing anything to you know sort of source your lists? What what kind of um, techniques are you using for that? Yeah, I'm getting much better at this. I'm by no means a marketing expert, but I use uh, I use PropStream, which is my uh, PropStream is essentially like MLS access for non-realtors. It's almost the same data. Um, it's not quite as accurate, but you can use it in all 50 states. So it's like 90, it's like 97 bucks a month or something like that, 89 bucks a month. Um, totally worth it. I use it for pulling my lists. I use it for comping properties. You can also skip trace to if you want to find a phone number, if something comes back, return to sender. Uh, and it's cool because you can, like, let's say I was looking at a property you own, there's, I can click linked properties and I could pull up everything you own in that state or, or even out of state, which is super cool. Cause sometimes you'll be talking to somebody, you click link properties and you realize, Oh, this guy owns $40 million worth of real estate. I should probably, should probably talk to him a little bit more. Um, so I, I, I love prop stream. I've also used a uh, list source so you can kind of pull different things. And then I also use County data. So I recently had a VA go in and um, so like from prop stream, you can pull things like uh, probate, uh, pre-foreclosure, bankruptcy, absentee homeowners, equity amount, stuff like that from 
list source, you can pull things like uh, somebody with a balloon payment coming up, or uh, you can see where cash sales have occurred over the last year. Uh, there's a couple other things as well that I try to pull from there. Um, and then from county, like you can go to your county and you can get the uh, list of code violations in your area. You can get tax liens, like state and federal tax liens. You can get uh, divorce decrees. You can get death certs, like all those lists. And what I've started using lately is uh, it's called REI Sift. And you can just kind of pull all these different lists and throw them into that platform. And it just compiles it all and stacks it all together. And so then I can go in and say, hey, I only want to mail people that have three or more pings. And it'll be like, hey, this guy's got a lien. Uh, you know, he's absentee and it's vacant, or this guy's got a code violation, a tax lien and it's vacant or, and so then you're, you're pinging people who are, uh, you know, like a, a vacant house that has all kinds of crap wrong with it. So the owner probably doesn't want to deal with it. Oh, that's, that's really good. And, and thank you. Actually, very actionable information that I think people can use. Is it, um, specifically are those, all single family uh, or they have multifamily as well in those platforms? Uh, you can pull um, basically anything actually. So I pulled, like I've, I've pulled lists of singles. I've pulled two to four. I've pulled five to 50. I've pulled 50 and up doors. Uh, I pulled a list of mobile home parks the other day. Uh, I pulled a list of self-storage. So it, it breaks it all out. If it's, if it's public record, it's, it's got it for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Well, and as you, <laughs> sort of shared this experience, you, you may look for a single family and you happen upon one of these uh, real estate investors that's ready to get out of everything they own. It may, it may you know, work out as more for you. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. So at what point did you start to decide, okay, this is great. It's working really well for me. I want to help other people in the military do what I'm doing. How did, how did that, I imagine it sort of happened organically, but how did that process go? Yeah, it happened uh, actually about halfway through me having uh, already started the platform. I realized that's why I was doing it. Um, so that sounds weird to say that. But originally, the idea for the blog was that I, when deployed, had really was not that smart a person. I don't know where I got this idea. Probably my mom. Um, but I had kept a journal and a mission log through the entire deployment. And so I was like, ooh, this is cool because I can see like, hey, on this day, I you know, my, my truck hit a bomb and I'm, and this is how I was feeling. Like, I felt like crap. I know that, but here's how, it, here's what I said when I was 19, you know? Um, so I'm like, this is cool. It's like, everybody has all these awesome books written from like Navy SEALs who killed Osama bin Laden and like all these, you know, there's all these great war stories of like SEALs and berets and, you know, whatever, but there's no like dumbass Lance Corporal in the middle of Afghanistan pounding around in the in the mud and the sun and the heat just griping about stuff like nobody has a book about like that so I was like hmm I'm gonna write the normal guy's story then I realized nobody would like nobody knows who I am and nobody looks for the normal guy story they all want the hero story so I was like nobody will buy this book and uh so I was talking to a buddy and I was like how do I get better at writing and he's written a bunch of books in real estate and uh and he told me like well you just start a blog. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like, I kind of learned, researched about starting a blog. And the next day I was like, okay, well, what should I write about? And uh, he was like, dude, just write about like military real estate. Like just document what you're doing. Just write. Every time you learn something new, write a short article about it, throw it out there. So I did that. I did that for a couple of months and I kind of started a YouTube channel just to like talk about what I was writing about. And then I had no idea what any of that was. And I went to this, uh, conference called FinCon, which is a financial convention. They call it, they say it's uh, where 
finance and tech or tech and finance. I don't know where money and media meet something like that. Um, I met a ton of bloggers and podcasters and YouTubers and all of the guys who were speaking were making all this money. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I was losing all this money trying to do it. And uh, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start all the platforms. I'm going to start Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, had no goals, had no idea what it was going to become, had no monetization strategy, had like just nothing. I uh, just wanted to talk about real estate. And then the more involved I got in like the military real estate investor community, the more people just started coming out of the woodwork who had been, you know, I was in the Navy and I'm now a multi-million dollar house flipper, or I was in the Navy and now I own a thousand doors, or I'm still in the Marine Corps and I'm making this much money off my rentals, or I own this, this, and this all from the VA loan. Uh, so then I really started, I, that was when I like really started diving in. Uh, and I just kind of realized like, man, there's not a whole lot of good content out there as far as like the VA loan goes from somebody who's not trying to sell you the VA loan. And there's not a whole lot of good content out there from like house hacking from somebody who can use the VA loan. Like there's a lot of these strategies that work for anybody, but if you target them towards service members, there's certain nuances. And there's actually a lot of really interesting benefits we have as service members, as far as like, if I deploy, if I'm, if I'm living in a duplex and I'm renting one side and I live in the other and I go deploy for a year, I can move all my stuff into a storage unit, rent that half. And then I'm still getting my housing allowance because they have to pay me for a place to live, even though I'm deployed. And so now I'm getting rent on both sides and a non-taxable housing, housing stipend while I'm deployed. So it's like the ultimate cash flow machine. Um, anyway. And so the more and more and more I got into that and I started unpeeling all these people who didn't know how to use the VA loan, didn't know how to use the, you know, didn't know how to convince sellers that they should accept an offer with the VA loan and all these stigmas about it. It's like, man, I'm going to like build an army of service member, like agents and lenders and, and just people who understand how to use this in a actionable, like the right way. Cause it's an incredible benefit, but it's just super misunderstood. Um, yeah. That's the super long, probably about two years ago. I was like, wow, there's some power behind this. I have a, an obligation to use this to try to change the financial. I was an idiot the first few years I was in the military. I spent my money on all the typical Marine Corps things or military things, right? I got some cool tattoos, a lot of alcohol, took a few people on dates I probably shouldn't have that cost too much, bought some stupid cars, like every mistake you can think of. Um, and so Those mistakes just, aren't exclusive to the military, just so you know. Valid, valid, <laughs> all, valid. All of us have made those stupid mistakes. That's not, that's not just, uh, just being in the military. You just this maybe got to do it in a cooler place. Like most people are just doing it in their hometown. It's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not exclusive to that. So, and and I think, I mean, I think what you're doing is is fantastic, right? This is this is something that, uh, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to get political or anything. I, there's a lot of there's a lot out there and I'm not in the military, but there's a lot about the, out there about how, you know, military, when people leave the military, they are not taken care of in, in the way that they should. And so the, the fact that you are, you know, sort of giving back in this way, uh, I think is incredibly powerful and, and, and needed. I mean, it, financial literacy and education is needed virtually for everyone, right? Cause it's, you know, you're, you're teaching, specific nuances involved with like the the products that are available to the military but most people don't know any of it 
most people don't know, you know, an FHA loan or, or whatever that there are, are, there are ways. Most people don't know about house hacking. No, most people don't realize the power of, hey, you know, maybe you're not going to get that housing stipend, but this, the same thing works for a non-military person in terms of house hacking and, and having a duplex and having, you know, your things, you know, you, there, there are ways to make this happen and, and kind of get yourself more financially prepared in, in life in general. So um, kind of, kind of amazing what you're doing. And um, I think that's, uh, it's needed. I mean, it's needed across many industries. So it's, it's fantastic. Um, so do you, is this something that you offer a, like a coaching program, a mentorship or something like that? Or are you kind of just putting this all out there with your blog and website and books and podcasts? I mean, you have, we'll talk about kind of all these things too, but um, what's your, what's your approach to reach as many people as possible? Yeah. The, the main thing is just a whole bunch of free content all over the place, right? YouTube, Facebook, whatever blog posts, um, just kind of building an archive of information. Uh, and obviously I skew towards real estate investing, but I also talk like personal finance and I'm probably going to do a little bit more just general entrepreneurship stuff going forward. Um, I have a course. Uh, it is like a $90 like real estate investing course that I literally only charge money for because I realized that nobody, like I don't push it. I don't run ads for it. I don't sales calls, like nothing. It's just, it sits on my website. Um, Cause I'm not a huge fan of the like charging a ton of money for a course for something. You could probably find the information online, but I also am a realist and know that when it was free, like 30 or 40 people signed up in the first month and one person finished it. And when I charged $97, over 75% of the people who get the course finish it. So I was like, all right, well, there's gonna be a little price tag on this because I want people to actually pay attention to something. Um, that's probably the only paid uh, like course type thing. I'm working on a presentation that I want to build for like general personal finance stuff that units can give to all their service members if they want that'll be totally free on my website um maybe it's a, a quote unquote upsell for emails you know hey give me your email address and you can have this free thing um because that's the right way to do it i guess um the book is probably the most comprehensive thing and you know i mean that's not free but that's pretty pretty cheap books are pretty affordable especially the audible uh, yeah. which I did myself on this wonderful mic. So, um, and then we, and then the one thing we do have, that's, I guess, kind of like the, the higher tier of like education type stuff is uh, a mastermind group. And that's not a curriculum. That's more of a group of service members and veterans that come together weekly in small groups and then monthly in big groups um, and talk through goals and accountability and problems they're having so that we can, basically we built a community of like service members with just a small, like super small barrier to entry, just to make sure it's only people who are like super focused. But 95% uh, of what I do is totally free content. Um, and then as far as like education for the VA loan and stuff, got a bunch of free content out about it, building some more content out. And then I just kind of built a, I built a network of agents and lenders. So when people ask, you know, Hey, who would you like to you know, Hey, I'm looking to buy a house here. I can be like, Oh yeah, here's my friend Jim, who is an agent in that area. Like he'll help you out rather than like, Oh yeah, that's a great market. Have fun. Hope you find someone. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, well, 
you mentioned the book let's let's talk about oh, yeah. it yeah let's let's show people your book very nice and so that's available uh as an audible book as well audio yeah book. i guess i guess i should say the name since people will probably listen to this without watching it since that's, it's a podcast. Yeah, that's actually probably so, true it is uh, more likely to be called to. the nobius guide to military life how to build wealth get promoted and achieve greatness uh, and it's basically i wrote it with the intent of it being a book that you could hand to somebody thinking about joining the military and say hey look whether you do four years or 40 like you'll leave the military set up for success you're not going to be totally financially free after four years in the military You'll be a hell of a lot better if you follow stuff than you would have if you did what I did when I joined the Marine Corps. So, you know, yeah. just kind of. Well, and, and, and most people joining the military are very young, right? And so it's in, I think the key to all of this is educating people young, right? So, so maybe they don't do as many of the stupid, like do half the stupid things, like that's yeah. fine, but at least have a, a plan for something that can, you know, help you when you're a few years down the road and you'll you'll be way better off I'll, I'll paint the picture super super easy for anyone listening to this right i did a whole bunch of stupid stuff while i was in the military uh with finances at the beginning we're only talking finances here not all the other stupid stuff um so my thrift savings plan they tell you at boot camp like hey that's our 401k like hey put 10 percent into it every month so i did that and then i was like i want to spend some more money and i stopped doing that and then i would kind of on and off and on and off and on and off but I also never realized that there were different funds. And when I joined, all your money went in the G fund, which is government-backed securities and bonds. So they never lose money, but they never earn more than 3% interest. And I joined in 08. So you know, if you know what the market looked like in 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, here I am collecting 2% interest and the rest of the stock market's gaining 15, 20, 30. Um, had I done two things, had I just left it at 10%, like they told me, and moved it into basically any other fund, but specifically the one that I'm in right now, um, I would literally, like I hit six figures in my 401k, uh, the first of this month. And I was like, woo, that was kind of my like unofficial goal. I would have hit that like seven or eight years ago, had I just known that. And I could have blown the exact same amount of money on all the same stupid stuff and just had the right allocation. <laughs> so it's like, man, if I could just get someone to realize like one simple thing like that, it's like, dude, i you know, I could have spent the same amount of money on booze and tattoos and had probably two or 300 K in there right now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just a a little bit of knowledge. I have a very, very similar stupid financial story in that uh, after I finished vet school and uh, my residency and I was like actually making some money, I uh, for the first time ever went to an accountant to have my taxes done. And she was like, oh, do you have a 401k at your job? No, I don't well, then you should start an IRA because it's, you know, it's tax advantage. Mm. Okay. What's an IRA? <laughs> like you put, you, you know, Google it and put in whatever the maximum amount of money is and it'll come, it'll be oh. a direct tax savings. Okay. Perfect. Did that, did that the next year. Guess what? Guess what? I never did with it. Invest any of it. So oh. I basically put, I think it was like 11 grand into this IRA over two years I didn't just not gain 2%, I gained zero. And that was for like eight years before I realized oh. what was happening in there. So it, it just like, uh, you know, these are not uncommon things, right? Like people don't, people don't know about it. So it's like, in my case, it, it saved me money on taxes, but like, I also could have been making money through because that was also in like 2010, like the market went up a lot. I would have, I would have been making money. So it's just, 
getting this stuff out there that that to let people know like a little bit especially when you're young can make a huge difference kind of in in the long run so um very very cool uh that you've got you know sort of all of this and uh, basically free content is is awesome um well david let let's go to the part where i have to some a handful of questions for you right. um the first one is is uh, relevant to the title of the podcast know your why so so what is your why and i i think um you know I feel like we've touched a bit on it, but but maybe kind of more specifically, what what's your why at this point? What's driving you? Yeah, I want to help service members attain financial freedom so that they don't have to end at retirement and go get a job or so that when they leave the military, they're set up for success. So I help them uh, build wealth, right? Real estate investing is my main venture, personal finance, but just, you know, across that spectrum, helping service members and their families uh, just learn how to achieve financial freedom so that they can enjoy the freedoms they serve to protect yeah yeah no that's that's fantastic and it sounds like you're you're already doing a great job of that so um thank you i, I think uh, you're really making a difference that's awesome maybe tell us something about yourself that maybe uh isn't well known uh whether that's a hobby or a, a special skill um something that's not not common knowledge uh I don't know this common knowledge yet that I do this. Um, I just finished my first half Ironman last weekend. So I guess that's, that's uh, I do some endurance crap. So I'm not, and I'm, and I'm a fat dude. So I'm like five, <laughs> five, eight, two twenty five, running stupid distances thinking, yeah. <laughs> so that's not, awesome. not built for endurance, but some reason I enjoy it. So, yeah, no, I, it's that, you know, it's that just that personal test, right? <laughs> Whether there's something about I I've only ever done a sprint triathlon, which is nowhere near the the half Those Ironman. Are they're yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. I am not a strong swimmer, so the it's the swimming part that gets me. Like the rest yeah. of it, I can get through. I I I it's just the swimming is is not my is not my uh, forte. But that's awesome. Um, how uh, anybody wants to reach out to you, um, and we'll put it in the show notes. But uh, what's what's the best way you think uh, people can get in touch? Yeah, if, if you want to get grouped into the community, the Facebook group, uh, you know, Military Millionaire is awesome. However, uh, as far as actually like personally reaching out to me, I would say Instagram. Uh, I follow me at from military to millionaire and uh, I, I respond to all my messages there. Awesome. Well, Not always right away, but, you know, <laughs> as, I do. As you get to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, and then final question for you is, is what, uh, what advice would you like to leave for uh, whether it's, you know, military or just anyone uh, in terms of, you know, sort of getting going with, with whether it's real estate invite and investing or, you know, just the, that financial freedom. I would say just get, and there's so much advice. I would say get your expenses under control. I mean, the number one thing you can do to get yourself set up for success is just watch where your money's going and kind of cut back on it a little bit and then save, you know, a little bit every month and then start learning, right? You do a little education. I always tell people just learn, network and take action. So spend some time reading a book or watching YouTube videos about what you want to get better at, whether that's personal finance or, or real estate, you know, um, and then get around people who are doing it because there's always going to be a naysayer. There's going to be, you, you, if you're spend a ton of money on parties all the time, and then all of a sudden you decide to be frugal, cut back and save for your future, people are going to hate on that. If you decide to buy real estate, people are going to tell you you shouldn't because they know this one obscure guy who lost some money. And if you try to, you know, it, people are always going to try to talk you out of it. So get around people who are doing what you want to do 
and more importantly, people who have already achieved what you want to achieve by doing that. Uh, and then just, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to move if you don't take the action. So take the first step, you know, if that first step is okay, good. I go to walk through three houses and walk through three houses. Okay. Now that I'm over that step, cool. Now I got to write an offer, write a low ball. It doesn't matter if they don't accept it, who cares? Um, you know, whatever that case may be, just always take that next step. If you get around the right people, you'll achieve some success. Eventually it's going to happen. It takes time. You'll get traction. Yeah. 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 Just, just do something right. It, it, it any little bit is more than nothing. So if yeah. you just get started, it'll, it'll definitely, and, it, and it'll snowball. I mean, eventually you'll kind of realize that, Hey, this is working. And then, <laughs> then it gets really exciting. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, David, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Um, this was awesome. I think uh, you, you'll, uh, you're really providing a lot of value to, I, I mean, to the military, but I, honestly, I, I, I think your book would probably be applicable to, to almost anyone trying to get their you know, financial situation under control. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you for having me on the show, Jason. This has been yeah, fun. Absolutely. All right, everyone, we're going to sign off. Have a good day.